Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Hello, and welcome to Your Future in Tech. I am your host, Charles Britt. My show provides teens and young adults with a unique opportunity to hear directly from industry professionals and corporate representatives about the top emerging technologies and how to launch a successful career in one of these high-demand technology fields. Well, today's a very special episode because this is the first for this show. We'll open up things by talking about the growth of tech jobs in our region, where the jobs are, and possible ways to begin a tech career. As my first show guest, I'm very pleased to have with me today Dr. Nicole Smith, Chief Economist with the Center on Workforce and Education, or actually the Center for Education and Workforce uh, at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the show, Dr. Smith. Hi, thank you for having me. So before I dive into my interview questions, could you briefly tell us a little bit about the center and your role there as the chief economist? So the Georgetown University Center on Education and the Workforce is a think tank that operates out of Georgetown University. We have, I think, about 20 employees consisting of some economists, a few writers, and a few uh, technical analysts and, and, and some um, design people who help us with, you know, the product, um, putting out the product. We've been in operation for a little over 10 years. And what we really do is um, analyze data and tell stories about where jobs are, where are the opportunities in the United States, um, what do those people look like, and what advice should we be giving to young adults and, and future graduates regarding how they should prepare for those jobs of the future. Wow, and that's a very important work. As I mentioned as we were talking, I'm a huge fan of the reports you put out because they really speak to the careers and jobs that individuals should be seeking, as you mentioned, not only here in the D.C. area but around the country. Um, as I think about my audience of teens and young adults, we always hear that question of what's next? You know, I'm going to school, I'm getting my degree, and what happens after that? And I think everyone's goal is to eventually get a job that pays well and is something that they enjoy doing. So for, through our show or through my show, I'm actually going to be talking over the next several um, months about these tech careers and jobs in technology that are growing not only again in D.C., but across the nation. So diving into our questions with the interview, even before Amazon announced it would locate a portion of its second headquarters here in Northern Virginia, the D.C. region has been long, has been for quite some time known as one of the best places to land a tech job in the nation. People always think about Silicon Valley, but this area is definitely what would some have considered the Silicon Valley of the East. Based on your center's research over the few over the last few years, tell us about the growth of tech jobs and what's fueling the growth here in the national capital region? So this is this is really a good place to start. I mean, Washington, D.C. traditionally is a pull location for high education, um, highly technical types of jobs. Mm -hmm. And specifically, IT and tech, the tech profession is, is one of them. Uh, for any young person who is thinking of uh, completing a tech occupation 
and, and, and doing so in Washington, D.C., then, you know, you can expect to have a good, uh, stable career uh, that pays well, have a pretty good salary. I think what's interesting to me about tech jobs is, is you, you often hear from a lot of our young graduates that after finishing high school, you're going to have to go back to school for four to six years to get your bachelor's degree. Well, in this case, you don't necessarily have to do that. Mm -hmm. And there Mm -hmm. are several tech jobs that you can obtain with an associate's degree, Mm -hmm. with a certificate, a certification that you can obtain in maybe a year or two years that can pay more than some bachelor's degree to start off with. Wow, that's good to know. And as you mentioned, um, there's a variety of those jobs um, across different industries. And when most people think of tech, they immediately think of an IT person, a programmer, or a web designer, somebody who does technology as most people know it. However, there are a variety of jobs out there requiring what we would consider a technical background spanning across every industry that students and adults just aren't aware of. Could you increase our knowledge a bit by talking about the various kinds of tech jobs, uh, tech jobs and employ and what those employers are looking for, looking to feel across our region? You know, when you when you mentioned that question, um, I immediately thought of, of my husband being really upset when people would refer to him as the computer guy. Yeah. Because he felt <laughs> like he did so much more than <laughs> yes, <laughs> being just computer the computers. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> but as an example, I mean. The Internet of Things mm. has made technology and computing all the more important in every single aspect of our lives today. I mean, we walk around with a mini computer in our pockets. Some of us are fortunate enough to have a mini computer, you know, in our cars. Once you, you pop the hood, it's a mini computer under there. So a lot of jobs that traditionally existed 20, 30 years ago might still exist, but now they incorporate a lot more technology, a lot more computerization in order to be successful in that job. So it's not simply, you know, just a, a guy uh, living in his mom's basement with really thick glasses <laughs> and a red and black uh, jacket on uh, at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's lots of opportunities for, for young men and young women that, that pay really well. And uh, Charles, you know, you mentioned... Um, some types of IT jobs. And just as an example, um, if you were to peruse, you know, the standard um, search engines online, you would see things like IT support specialist, developer, network engineer, architect, uh, support analyst, senior support analyst, a CSI manager, computer support specialist, application development. These are all examples. And when when thinking of of how I would present this information about the, the vast amount of opportunities in the field of computing, I wanted to sort of think of it as, as different bubbles. Mm-hmm. There are people who might work and help, you know, the help desk people mm. who, if you have a problem with your email or, you know, you might want to add somebody to the, the, the add an additional person to the network, you know, yes. there's this IT and, and, and information system support. So that's one sort of bubble which is probably going to take the least amount of education and the least amount of training to be able to get there. And as you move up, you can think of those um, development applications, people who are web developers, software engineers, software developers, who programmers who can work with C++, Java, Ajax, those types of things, coding. So there's also an opportunity for you know, web developers, graphic design, which is parallel but not necessarily mm-hmm. equivalent because you can develop a web without having a, 
a complete understanding of design. So here is where we might bring uh, the right side of our brains and merge it with the left side of our brains in order to to get um, an, uh, you know an acceptable outcome for for uh, your your website. There's people who work in in servers, server administrators, virtual machines, network technicians. There are people who are support staff for that. I mean, who can work on hands-on, much more hands-on and troubleshooting system administrators. And then you could think of the security guys, the ones who provide protection through your VPNs or your, or your watchdog types of, of, of technologies, or firewalls and network uh, engineers who might assist with that. So there are lots of opportunities across the board depending on where you feel your competencies lie, mm. depending on where you feel your strengths lie, and you can build on some of these through stackable certifications. You can start off with a certain amount of certifications or certificates at, mm. a, at your uh, community college and build on them. And, and as you build, you you get more money for <laughs> each job that applies for that. Exactly. No, I love the way you explain the breadth of, of, of tech jobs and how it has a lot to do, like you said, with these bubbles of how people look at these jobs within organizations and companies. And a lot of it is based on your skill set, your personality, what you're really good at will help you to drive. That's old school career development. What are you really good at? What do you like to do? Will help drive you to figure out which bubble of jobs you should be considering and, and, and pursuing. Well, Charles, you know, I've been having this conversation with my nieces who are <laughs> in their senior year of, of, of high school Uh-oh, and thinking yeah. of, of college. Time. Yeah, and yeah. it's we sort of talk about a balancing act between what you like mm-hmm. and what will pay. <laughs> yes, that is so <laughs> true. Yes, because you know yeah. you can like to stay at home and watch TV all day, which I, <laughs> I sometimes um, wonder, you know, from looking at their behaviors. But you can also try to think about matching what you like with what will actually pay. So in in one example, I have a young woman who really likes uh, technical design and she likes artwork and she's extremely good artist. And she Mm -hmm. wants to marry that with an understanding of um, web design. Ah. And I kept telling her that you're going to make a lot of money, which makes me as your aunt happy because (laughs) I'm not going to have to pay for it. Exactly, (laughs) exactly, yes. (laughs) So it's a challenge here for people to to try to find a way of, of finding what you're good at, what you like, and merging that with what actually pays. I mean, either side, if, if you really like something that doesn't pay well, and, you, you know, as a young person, you have enough time mm-hmm. to, to fiddle around, to try it on, to, to, to just go, go all in, see what you like. If you don't like it, you, come, you, know, you can come back and try again. But you always want to marry that with something that is going to pay well. And I say that especially to the young women who might be listening to this this. Um, program because you know when you ask the, the guys you ask the young men in, in our in our high school programs what is the driving force for your first job they all almost unanimously say money how much right. it pays because <laughs> I gotta buy a nice car exactly when you ask the young women yes. they say well I don't know I don't want to be far from home I want to mm. do something I like but at the end of the day if you don't start off in your first job making a decent salary then the second job is going to build off of that. So you mm-hmm. always want to put your best foot forward and start thinking about the money too. 
Yeah. No, those are all valid points. And I think as throughout my show, as I mentioned over the next couple of months, we'll be talking to other folks about those stackable certifications and those educational pathways that you've mentioned to get into some of these key uh, jobs. So it's very important our listeners listen back in to figure out now that I have this information, why? how can I dive a little bit deeper to figure out where do I go to get that education, those certifications, and how much those jobs are actually paying. Uh, one question I wanted to ask is you talked a lot about a variety of jobs. Many individuals inside and outside of our area are surprised to learn about the breadth of those tech jobs and industries in our region. Is there a unique job or industry here in the D.C. area you would think that would come as a total surprise to someone? Well, for me, looking on, I I think healthcare Mm. is one that people might not necessarily think of as being a, a technology field. Yes. And there are a tremendous amount of opportunities in healthcare for, for tech for, for tech people to uh, excel and do well and you know and, and get a, a good paying job with with lifelong learning where you could re up your certifications. Um, I think it's really interesting in this area because we have so many of the you know the nation's best hospitals, best schools yes. and as a result, you know, the you the types of um, competencies you learn here, you can take it anywhere else. Do you want to you want to work in the, in the nation? Yeah. So, um, uh, from that perspective, I would say most people would 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 be surprised by how many healthcare opportunities yes. that don't actually involve having to see blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we're talking all the way from Johns Hopkins to uh, Georgetown, George Washington, and now in Northern Virginia, uh, the Inova Hospital System is doing big things with their personalized health um, facility that they're building. All those, as you mentioned, are healthcare jobs with a tech focus with lots of tech jobs in the background. Very, yeah, very so good I, point. I, I think that's, you know, I'm also um, enlightened by the number of joint programs we see existing with high schools and community colleges. Mm. And it's it's through these dual enrollments you really get an opportunity to, you know, to to get your 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 feet wet mm-hmm. and an understanding of, of how um, some of these jobs work through internships, exposures to externships early on. So you can get a feel of if you like it, or if you don't. What I appreciate with some of these dual enrollment programs and, and community colleges are really leading the way because they they see how important these types of experiences are. Yes. Uh, is the fact that you can early, you know, even before you 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 enroll in your your full associate's degree program or bachelor's degree program, you can be certified. So wow. there are many types of certifications you can you can think of. And I mean, uh, as an and as an example, there's the CompTIA A plus certification. You mm-hmm. can get your CCNA, your Cisco CCNP. Um, there's the the famous MCSE, which in my, the last time I looked at it. I saw Microsoft certified um, a solutions expert, but my wow. knowledge was Microsoft certified systems engineers. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they changed the, <laughs> change the name. <laughs> yeah, keep it fresh. It. Yes, <laughs> but there are you know for those who care about um, uh, Cisco type certifications, there's a CISSP. There's you know even the non uh, technical type PMP. Mm. Uh, project management professional yes. also helps you in a in a senior lead position as an IT professional. So you know if you you have to learn how to manage those projects and then several projects might be computer and, and oriented. So there are lots of opportunities for certifications. What's interesting about certifications that our young people need to know is that 
these are lifelong learning tools. Mm-hmm. You're never going to throw your mortarboard in the air and be totally done with it. Yeah. You're going to come back two years later to re-up. Yes. You're going to come back, you know, three three years later, six months later. You're always learning new technology in order to be on the cutting edge of things because technology changes. Yes. I mean, if you think about your my first cell phone, and I won't tell you what year because then you know how old I am. <laughs> but I had a cell phone that was, you know, as large, almost as large as my um, my iPad right now. And I was so proud of myself because I was one of the few people in undergrad that had access to one. Uh-huh. But when you think of, of the technology required to create that cell phone and the technology required to create the little microcomputers we have now, it's changed tremendously. So you're always going to go back. You're always going to have to re-up. You're always going to have to learn the new tools mm. to make you successful. To make you successful. And that's very important, that lifelong learning. Like you said, it's not just a matter of just getting the degree or getting the certification, continuously going back and staying ahead because technology is changing. And in order for you to be relevant in those fields, you have to keep learning. And it's great because I know a lot of companies, even in my own background, will pay for that education. It's not something you've got to come out of your pocket for, which is not common in a lot of career industries and career fields that if you want to get that extra professional development or training, oftentimes it comes out of your pocket. So tech is one of those places and in technical jobs where oftentimes employers are willing to invest because they want to stay ahead of the tech curve as well. Well, in that case, it's a win-win. Mm, it's true. a win for yes. you because you don't have to pay. You don't have that massive <laughs> yes. amount of student loans, yeah. yep. which I can't even tell you. I mean, when you think of Barack Obama, Mm. being uh, a senator and still lamenting the fact that he was paying off his student loans. Yeah, paying off student loans, exactly. You know how how difficult it can be. That's true. Um, But the win-win actually comes from the companies as well because they get an opportunity to to get your loyalty. You know, Mm -hmm. if this person, this this company paid for you, they gave you this, this opportunity, you might feel obligated to provide them with that type of support. And, you know, so it's in their case, they're, they're helping you out knowing full well that you will also help them out. Exactly. Exactly. That's a very good point. So with this show being aimed at, at both teens and young adults, when when thinking about a young adult who's actually graduated high school or maybe currently working in a non-technical job, there's a term that comes to mind, upskilling. Within the last couple of years, career development and workforce reports have talked about talked a lot about upskilling. Could you tell us what that means and its connection to to high tech careers? Well, what is, what essentially upskilling is 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 you have to find a way of you know marketing yourself. So you you know that there's an opportunity there. You know mm-hmm. that type of job. You probably see yourself in that type of job. Yes. But there's a, a distance between the types of competencies. Yeah. And certification, certificates, your skills that you have now, there's a distance between that and what's required to the job. So yeah. in order to upskill, you have to know what, you know, uh, what type of certificate you need to do, where you got to go to school so you can build those um, those skills to, to get to that job. Uh, Walmart, as an example, likes to announce itself or, or present itself as your first job. They are happy with the fact that there's lots of students who come in there okay. who might, you know, be there for a short period of time, who might be doing a sales job and a, you know, a floor job. You, you also think of McDonald's, yeah. uh, people who, you know, as, as, uh, that's that, that first type of job. When you upscale, then the idea is you use this as a platform 
It, it gives you, you know, to work at, at your first job, maybe at McDonald's, Walmart, these types of sales locations. It gives you the opportunity to develop different types of skills. Mm-hmm. You learn how to get up on time. You learn how to, how to perform. You learn how to work as part of a team. And while you're doing that, you can simultaneously develop the technical skills to do another type of IT job. You huh. can get your certifications, your credentials. And students need to be aware that a lot of these locations will pay for it. Wow. So there are many of these places. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, don't want to endorse any particular location. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, Starbucks <laughs> will pay for your degree yeah. uh, from uh, Arizona University online degree and you don't have to stay there there's no requirement that you have to keep on working at starbucks when you're done they will pay for whatever you want to do all right sounds like i'm going after an it degree or even more so i've seen it where those companies will will want to keep you on to work for them i mean they're also starving for talent and when you think of these tech jobs people think of the big companies you know the north of grumman's the the apples the facebook's everyone wants to go work for them but these other companies need technology or using technology and need technical people to work in a variety of fields, even as you mentioned, those who may manage people who are the technical workers. So another, another following question that is there a particular myth you'd like to debunk about careers in tech or pathways associated with someone pursuing a career in a technical profession? We're hyping it up. But oftentimes <laughs> there's these myths that people have like, yeah, they're saying this, but... Are there any out there that you know of or have heard of and, and, and through your reports that you like to say, yeah, this is what people are thinking or what parents may be telling their kids about tech, but it's totally not true? Well, one myth is that these jobs don't necessarily pay well. Huh. Uh, and that's, huh. that's that's far from that true. Is far from the <laughs> exactly. truth. It's one of the opportunities you can actually start off making more than some people who graduate with with certain types of uh, bachelor's degrees. And I won't tell you which ones because <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> exactly. at Georgetown. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, and and another myth is that these types of careers are best for young men. So I also want to encourage young women to, you know, there's lots of tech degrees that you can you can Mm -hmm. pursue and you should you should think about it. I mean, once you look at the entry level requirement, your SAT scores, Mm -hmm. young men, young women are are scoring almost equivalently in in math and English. So you don't have to necessarily feel um, limited by your gender regarding what opportunities. Mm-hmm. Now, you will have to put in some late hours uh, because, you know, you, you can't have the system down during <laughs> your normal nine to five. Exactly. But the plus about that is, um, y- you know, you have a greater amount of flexibility to work remotely. Mm. And a lot of young people can That's actually appreciate that when yeah. you don't have to deal with beltway traffic. Uh, uh, particularly in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, and when and like you said, and with the myth of not paying well, that's that's particularly for an area like Washington D.C. or if someone decides to live in a place like San Francisco, the cost of living is expensive. So as you mentioned, when you get out of college or you've graduated high school, you want to get into a job that pays a living wage, and living wage varies depending on where you live. Uh, and I will tell you that most folks will, re- will are shocked to find out, as you mentioned, that when they look compared to other non-technical degrees, that a lot of these technology jobs have great entry level um, salaries the opportunity, like you said, to work from home and flexibilities that you don't get in other careers, which makes them very attractive to both those who are, in, are interested in the field and those who would maybe like to transition into technology. And I, you know, and something that's extremely important that I, I can't hype enough is that the type of competencies you learn, and these are the, the skill sets you learn, your knowledge, skills, abilities, mm-hmm. values, those types of competencies you learn in, in a tech job are transferable across the economy. 
economy, ah, our desire to cross wow. the economy. So this okay. probably explains that why people who have tech credentials hmm. and tech training who might choose to work in a non-tech field can still earn more than people in that non-tech field without their background on training. Those types of competencies are very highly desired yeah, yeah. Across, across the board. That's a very, very good point. So I'm sure by now you've piqued someone's interest in learning more about tech careers um, that might be a good match for them or actually someone they actually know. Where would you recommend individuals go to learn more about these careers and which fields might be a good fit for them? Well, <laughs> I would recommend you go to our website at Georgetown University, uh, the, the Center on Education and the Workforce. We have um, special reports on, on skill services. We have reports on middle skill jobs and what we call good jobs. And these are good jobs that you can get without a degree. Uh, mm. Many, many types of good jobs that pay well without a bachelor's degree. So if you have that chance, go to our website and take a look at our good jobs report. And, you know, even if you choose to just simply browse the Internet for yes. where the opportunities are, if you were to look at your standardized um, Indeed.com and, 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 and type in something about IT, it's going to give you yes. a broad array of job openings that are available right now that you can you can look at what the skill set required for those jobs are. Wow, that's exciting. And, and so as she mentioned, the Georgetown Center on Education and Workforce, you can Google that and also going to be promoting that through the website, our social media as well. Dr. Smith, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing this wealth of information that I'm sure folks will, will be able to put to use, um, if not for themselves, but for others that they know who have an interest in tech careers and best wishes for continued success in your work. Um, I am your host, Charles Britt, and this has been another informative episode of Your Future in Tech. And I'm a firm believer that with access to the right resources and knowledge, you too can have a future in tech. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.